Yo, super traders, welcome to the Betfair Trading Community podcast with me, your host, Ryan Grovers, for this Ask Me Anything session number 23. Quite a few questions today as well, so this could be a pretty good one. Um, if you are new to this style of podcast, the Ask Me Anything ones are where in the show notes there is a form. You can ask me anything that you want about trading. Also, there's a bonus question where you can ask me anything else. So if you want to ask me something you know, like crazy, like what superpower do you want? Or what's your favourite film? Or what's your favourite pizza? Or do you eat takeout? Loads of those questions have come through and it's been loads of fun. But this is your chance to sort of ask someone with a fair bit of experience about trading to help you. So it's really, really, really great. And we've getting some amazing feedback. Every single week, it's exactly the same. What's your name? What are you struggling with when it comes to trading? The more detailed you are, the better. You can leave your name blank if you want to remain, remain anonymous. Also, there's a bonus question in there. Is there anything else you want to ask me? And are you a member of BTC or not? Not because I changed my answer if you're a member or not. A couple of things. It's really, really good for me to know um, if, you know, if you're a member or not. And if not, then it's just, it's just like really, really good information for me to know. And if not, then yeah, it helps me out to know sort of who's using this. I'm seeing quite a good split as well between members and non-members, about 50-50, which is really, really good. So start this podcast off as well every single week with a, <coughs> pardon me, with a um, with a quote. I have run out of quotes on my quote starter sheet. <gasps> so Dan, I need some more. If you are listening, Dan, I need some more quotes. Um, but I'm going to repeat one that I've repeated a few times on this podcast. Then this came from the James Clear newsletter, which I think everybody should be on. It's free. And James Clear wrote a book called Atomic Habits. Um, and he has this newsletter called 321. I think everyone should have that, should read that. It's really, really good. But he said, whoever has the most fun usually wins. Just let that one sink in. Because I think that's really, really powerful. Whoever has the most fun usually wins. So let's get into the questions. If you want to ask a question, there is no limit on the questions that you can ask. I recommend that you save the form and you use this every single week. Tell your friends about it, tweet about it, email your friends, share it on Instagram, wherever you, or wherever you are. Tell your friends who are traders all about this podcast and this form. You can get the form by emailing in info at betfairtrainingcommunity.com. If you do email in your questions, they won't be answered. You will be pushed towards the form, which is normal. Um, like I always say, if you can't be bothered to fill in a form, I can't be bothered to answer your question. And um, we, you can also get it on the Twitter, on the Twitter, at betfairtc, uh, and you can see it in the Twitter, in the bio. So here we go then. Mike, hi Ryan. Oh, I like, I can see your second question. I don't actually read any of these before we do, um, before we do this. So Mike is a member. Hi Ryan, loving the AMA podcast. Keep up the brilliant work, mate. So my question is, thank you, Mike. That's very kind of you. So regarding what to do with a new strategy I've created within the BTC football filters, I have collected collated weeks and weeks of data and the strategy is pulling a strike rate of 50%. I understand if it's doing badly, then you simply flip the strategy, as Martin is always telling us to do. However, if it's pulling a 50% strike rate, what do you suggest I do to the filters to improve the strategy? Many thanks, Mike. Really, really good one, this, Mike. This is a really, really good question. Now, what I would do is if you've got the data, what I want to be doing now is looking at the data. I want to look at the winners and the losers. Okay, so you mentioned it's a football filter. So I'm going to try and sort of just 
throw an example out there um, to help answer the question. So if I had a, if I was doing a strategy, say the over 2.5 goals market, and I was just, for example, saying I am backing games that have 70% chance of over 2.5 goals, okay? So I'm going to the BTC stats software, I'm putting that stat in, 70%, and it will only tell me the games that are over 2.5 70%. Okay. And then the ones there, the ones I'm backing. Now I'm getting a 50% strike rate. Okay. Now what I would do is because I've got the data, I'd actually start looking through the data. So a couple of things that I'm going to be looking for is that how many goals are there in the game? What are the odds of this, of my winners? What are the odds of my losers? All of these kind of things. I'm looking at the winners and the losers and I'm trying to pick out other stats that can help me put back into the the stat software. So what I would then do is probably clone the sheet, have a couple of tabs go in, and I'd just run a few experiments. So I'd probably go, say for example, most of my winners are odds of 1.7 or above. I'd add all of the the games, the 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 games to the sheet, and I would only I'd run an exercise of say I only backed, only traded the ones at 1.7 or above, what would that look like? What would that do to my strike rate? What would that do to my profit? Okay, because you've already got, you know, you've got 50-50, you've got a strike rate of 50% here. Now, depending on the odds, you might actually be making money. But if not, then we need to tweak that. So it's going through the winners and the losers and looking at at that and then picking picking the the data from the winners. What do they have in common? What do the losers have in common? and then running those exercises, and then taking that into the stat software, and then testing it to see where you're at. And I really hope that answers your question. Like I say, Mike, you are a member. Um, you can also use, I love that you're using this podcast, you can also use the private coaching on the forum. Um, do you think Stevie G will ever manage Liverpool? This is a great question for me. I actually think, but now, but personal feelings, I would prefer... If we're going to take an ex-player, I would actually prefer it to be Xabi Alonso at the minute. Um, I mean, there's a reason, like, some of the best-performing teams have Spanish managers all from the Basque region, um, and and a lot of them are midfielders. And I I think there's something in that, um, the way that the Spanish see the game. And I think he's done an amazing job at Bayer Leverkusen. Um, But I don't ever want to think about losing Jürgen just yet. Um, That would absolutely break my heart. I, I can't think about it. But um, I think, yes, Steven Gerrard will manage Liverpool at some point. I don't want him yet, though. I think he's still got a lot of learning to do. Um, I think he did very well at Rangers. I don't think he did very well at Aston Villa. Um, I think there's still a little bit of learning, a lot of learning, to be honest, there. Um, But I also... Stevie Gerrard was one of those, he was he was my era, you know, I was going to watch Liverpool a lot, I saw a lot of Steven Gerrard in the flesh playing football and he was phenomenal, you know, he was one of the, my, my favourite ever players. So that's what I'll always remember him. Um, so I don't want him just on a, like my heart says yes and my head says no, I think that's probably the best way to answer that. Yeah, my heart says, oh my god, yeah, amazing, my head says no, not sure. Okay, uh, Paul Baker, not a member. What are the best sources for in-play soccer stats? I can check multiple different bookmakers all covering the same match, but the stats vary so much. Do you find one source more reliable than the others? Yeah, I mean, this is something that comes up a lot. I actually use um, SofaScore on my phone, and I also use Bet365. Um, 
another thing here is I tend not to get too bogged down um, with that either because a lot of the time um, I will also go to Twitter just if I'm you know if, if there's a big discrepancy between those two apps I'll probably go to Twitter and just sort of see because usually there is um, like a fan account that tweets everything that's happening or sometimes even if the team's big enough they will tweet what's happening um, most of the time that that happens and then that's fine for me so I don't really worry too much about that um, I know that there is discrepancies between them um, between a lot of them and a lot of people do struggle with that to be honest a lot of my trading isn't really based on in play stats either so a lot of it is um, I can I can get by for what I need um, to do there so Let's uh, move on to the next question. So it's from Walter. Walter is not a member. Um, Walter says, losses in horse racing need a strategy with low risk. Okay. So this is a really tricky one for me to answer. And I know that sometimes some people um, use this question just to share what they're thinking. Um, You know, so other people can can also get that, you know, that they are struggling from this. I think if I was looking at a horse strategy with low risk, I would look at dobbing. I'd look at dobbing horses, you know, finding horses that their price drops in play by 50%. Um, you know, that's what I'd be looking at. You know, they go from 12 to, to 6. That's what I'd be looking for. That kind of thing. And I'd be doing that. Um, your bonus question is horse racing strategies. I can't, I can't actually just give you a one-size strategy, a one-size sort of fits-all strategy, and this is difficult. One of the things that we, we do have in, in Betfair Training Community, though, is set and forget strategies which people, members have shared, um, which you can actually just pick up and, and run with them straight away, which have been proven over the longer to, on the long term to work. So that might be something if you are struggling to look into. Um, I don't pitch BTC hard on this podcast. Um, but yeah, that might be something that you want to uh, you want to look at Kevin can you help me with a problem that keeps repeating itself over and over again it's about tennis trading and I have a problem that when I add money to the Betfair account I start making stupid mistakes I do everything very well with a small amount small amount of money in the Betfair account but when I add money to the balance with the idea of increasing the the better little I start chasing losses back this show this shows that I don't accept a trade that went wrong but I start betting on the opposite player so I can turn the loss into a win and then get my money back. This never happens with a smaller balance because I'm more careful about my money. This doesn't happen in football trades either because then it's easy for me to accept a loss. So what would be the right amount to keep in my Betfair account and how do I avoid overbetting and chasing? How do you accept a loss in tennis trade and move on to the next match? Wow. So this is a risk of hard one uh, to answer, but I agree with, um, with you. And this is something that Martin does. Martin doesn't have that much money in his Betfair account not much at all for this very reason. He keeps it in another bank account and he deposits what he needs and then he does his trades. It's a really, really good way of doing it, to be honest. Um, I don't think there's a, a number that I can give you. I think you're, you know the tipping point. So I, I think what you might want to do is look at, my advice to you would be, let's argument's sake, you say you've got 100 quid in there, Okay. I wouldn't then go, right, I'm going to add another 100 in there. I would say, if that's what you've been doing, say, for example, you're going 100 in, let's add another 100, okay? And then another 100, et cetera, et cetera. What I'd probably do is just go, 
why don't I just add 10% of that, of what I was going to add, until I get to a point where I feel that I am out of control. So if I add 10% in, £10, £110, cool. Does that then still let me do, that lets me do a small increase in my stakes because I'm doing three, two, three, four, five percent of my bank. So instead of doing the standards of £2 on £100, you're now doing £2.20. So it's a little bit up in the stakes. And I would then just keep doing that until you got to the point where you feel comfortable and in control of it. And then at that point, that you will know. You'll know the tipping point of when you go over too far and you go, I just can't do this. I just can't do this. Um, that's what would be my advice. Um, I would also look at how do you accept a loss in tennis trade and move on to the next match? The way I do it is going to be very differently to you. I know that I... I I have been through the pain that you have been through of chasing those losses and I know it doesn't do me any good at all and I, I just can't do that anymore. Uh, so I have a system in place to stop me doing that, which is I just, I can control my emotions and I move away. Now, what I would look at is if you can do that with football, look at why you can do that with football. What are you doing with football that's different to tennis? Because you've got the ability to do that because you've shown that you can do it you're just not doing it so that's what I would be looking at if I was you um, and I hope that that helps and you are not a member Kevin um, this one has no name and it was from a previous member congratulations on the safe arrival of your new baby thank you for a question I'd be interested to know about my thoughts on premium charge okay so I don't know do you want just like an overall opinion on it because I don't like it I think it's I think you're hitting the hardest. You're you're hitting the most profitable traders hardest. Um, usually, those ones are putting fair, fairly big stakes in as well. But it's a yin and yang for me. You know, I I always try, I try to look at both sides of the argument always, and always think it's tricky because you don't pay tax on your gambling winnings in terms of income tax, but you pay premium charge, which is the same as income tax, effectively. So it's the same thing. Um, it's just annoying. It's one of those things that um, is there. I can't change it. Um, some of the things that I can do, uh, I can use other exchanges, so matchbooks, markets, to do some of my trading, which is is what I do. Um to just reduce your commission because you pay less with those. They're both fixed for life. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's not great, but I understand, sort of understand why it's there. Um, but then I also think it is a, it's took me a while to get around this, but it's like when my wife does, my wife's an accountant, when she does um, my accounts and I moan about how much tax I have to pay and she says, yeah, but they don't take all of it, Ryan. You know, they still leave you with more than they take. And it's the same with, with Betfair. Betfair gives us the ability to make money from anywhere in the world, right? On a sport, on sport, something that we absolutely love. Like, absolutely loved it. We love sport. So it's like, okay, okay, I have to pay a bit. Cool. I'm cool with that. I still make way more than I have to pay, obviously, because that's how it works. But um, yeah, that's kind of in a nutshell my thoughts of it. 
Cool. So that rounds up the end of the episode and Mia, my little baby girl, has just made an appearance on her first ever podcast. You might have just heard her just there in the background. I will be back next week with another one of these Ask Me Anything podcasts. Remember, if you want to fill out the form, fill it out, give me your questions, I will answer them in this format and I deliver this podcast every single week. It usually goes out on a Friday unless I put it out on the wrong day like I did last week and then Martin told me off. Yeah, got in big trouble for that. If I don't answer your question that week, don't worry. We have a system for it. It will get added to the next week's show and then I will pick it up there. So I will do that. Um, thank you very much for listening and I will catch you very, very soon. I'm going to play the outro music. <laughs>